fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is a Tuesday, the post-Monday celebration. It is one of the greatest days of the entire week. I don't care what anybody says. Most people, oh, it's Tuesday. It's so long till the week. Hey, you know what? We got time to get stuff done. We are ready to rock and roll. That's what we're going to do here on the program. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio and on TV and the live streaming and the podcasting thereafter, which, by the way, we are killing it on there, breaking records each and every month, all because of you, and we love you and appreciate you more than I can ever show your millennial general reporting for duty today i'm feeling good today we're in hour number two at talk radio i got to fill in for the great mark walters on armed american radio uh, in just the last hour so it's been a busy day along with other things going on as well and i just have to laugh at the news you get to the point where you just have to laugh at the news you can't be angry about it you can't you know shake your head you can't raise your blood pressure you just have to laugh release it be gone There is a headline out of CNBC where U.S. workers are some of the most stressed workers in the world. It makes sense, but at the same time, come on, guys. Come on, we can relax ourselves a little bit. We can just enjoy. We can understand that, you know what, sometimes we just need to take a deep breath. Breath in. This is, the, by the way, the Hoosier meditation here. Breath in. Realize that Joe Biden's still the president of the United States. That doesn't help me. Let's try it again. Breathe in. Let's realize that, you know what? All's going to be okay. Even with Joe Biden, president of the United States. This isn't helping me today. It's not <laughs> The meditation's not working. I can't get that mindset out of my head. I don't know if you've seen him at the G7 summit over the last couple of days, stumbling all over the place, not knowing what the heck he's doing. It's but the, This is the representative of our nation right now at the G7 summit, which we shouldn't be in in the first place. Because it's a dumb summit. It's just country leaders getting together saying, hey, how can we control the masses together? And I don't like it. And I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not a big fan of the G7 summit. I'm not a big fan of the G12 summit or the G10 or the G9 or whatever else other summits that there are of the different Gs. Guess what G stands for? Dumb. It's what that stands for. So we have the G7 summit going on right now uh, in uh, I don't even remember where it's at, and I don't really care. So I want to get to that in a second. We have Kathy Barnett, candidate for U.S. Senate, coming on the program at the bottom of the hour. Uh, she is a former candidate for Congresswoman in the state of Pennsylvania, and she had some voter fraud issues going on in her district. Now she's announced her run for U.S. Senate, and I'm excited. I think she's got a big chance to win that one. So that's coming up in the midterm elections next year. We'll chat with her at the bottom of this hour. Super excited to talk with Kathy Barnett. Right now, there's a big push at the G7 Summit where there's going to be the push between the big battle between Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin. Now, I'm a little concerned when the media really hypes this up. The sun's going after it. The Associated Press is talking about it, how it's the big duel that's going to be the sit-down between Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin because they really need to hash out some stuff. We have some tension going on between the United States and Russia. We really need to work through our issues here, right? Really got to work on those. We got to work on being able to get along. 
Uh, I thought we had a decent relationship under the Trump administration. Oh, that's right. That was because he colluded with Russia, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's at least what the media tries to push. We've been at odds with Russia for a while, and we want to make it better. Should we work with them? Yeah, we need to work with them. They're a major country in the world. They're a huge political powerhouse. Obviously, they're trying to hack into our systems all the time. Maybe we should sit down with the guys and try and figure out what the heck. At least come to a peace agreement to where you don't hack our systems, we don't hack your systems, we can just live harmoniously. You do your thing, we do our thing. But they don't really want to go down that way because Joe Biden is going to be apparently the pit bull to go in and sit down with Vladimir Putin, which, ha! I'm worried when they try to put the tensions between, and the media is hyping this up as kind of like a boxing, royal boxing match of like a Floyd Mayweather thing coming up, because when we have Joe Biden as our fighter in our ring, that concerns me a little bit. This is like uh, the episode, you ever see the movie Twins? This was brought to my attention. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, how they're supposed to be twins. They're brothers, and one was like the perfect specimen. The other one was kind of like the leftover stuff that was all there. But yet they're brothers. They're one and the same. That's kind of the way I see this Joe Biden-Vladimir Putin thing. One's a communist. One's a socialist. And while they're brothers on the same political end of the aisle, they don't like each other. And you know why they don't like each other? Because narcissists always compete to be the biggest narcissist. And that's what we have against a communist in Joe Biden, I mean, Vladimir Putin, and we have the socialist of Vladimir Putin, I mean, Joe Biden, where they really banter back and forth that who can control the masses the most. Now, Vladimir Putin did step down and actually do a U.S. interview with the media for the first time in three years. He did that under the Trump administration. And remember that one? He was laughing hysterically when we accused him of rigging our elections. And he's like, you guys don't know what you're even talking about. You guys are fools. You guys are so so wrapped up in trying to hate Trump right now that you guys don't even know what's really going on. No, we didn't do that. But if we did, it would be super easy to do because you guys are really stupid. That's essentially what he said three years ago. And he's got the same attitude coming into this interview with the U.S. media, according to the Sun.com, where they asked him about him rounding up political opponents uh, in Russia and arresting them. And he said, well, if you're going to do that, don't be mad at the mirror if you're ugly because of what our government has done. And I got to admit, he's kind of right here. What our government has done after the quote-unquote insurgents on January 6th. Oh, Donald Trump told his people to go and protest in Washington, D.C., told them to riot in the Capitol, told them to overtake the Capitol building, and then we silenced the opposition politically. That's really what we did. Because it was a couple yahoos that got into the Capitol. The rest was a peaceful protest uh, from Donald Trump's rally that walked over there. And while there's 200,000 people at this rally, a whole hundred people walked into the Capitol. And now it's the entire movement of Trump that caused this insurgence into the Capitol. That's not true. Everybody knows that's not true. But that's what they try to pawn off. So he says, look, you guys are doing the same thing. Look, you guys are silencing conservatives. You're silencing your opposition because right now Democrats are in control of the federal government. You know we're in a bad situation when a communist dictator talks about how we need to look ourselves in the mirror because we're doing the same thing as he is. Well, Andy, look at there's white supremacists and there's radicals and there's Trump supporters and there's the QAnon people and all that. And they're just trying to cause havoc which I would say outside of the January 6th thing, which is still up for debate on that one, and that's questionable. Outside of that, where is their issues going on from the conservative end of the aisle? 
Where is the burning down of the cities and the overtaking of police stations? Where is there the 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 running through private stores and rampaging and stealing and looting and burning the place down and stealing crash registers and de- demolishing the place? Where are we going and beating people to a pulp in the middle of the street and leaving them there to die and bleed out? Like where 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 is this in the U.S.? Because right now, from the media and from the left side of the aisle, which by the way still has a fence around the Capitol to some degree. They're trying to advocate that that's what conservatives are doing. They're trying to play out this message that that's what Republicans and the QAnon conspiracy theorists and the Trump supporters and the right-wing radicals and all these white supremacists are out there and all these radical. They're trying to play off that that's what all of these people are out doing when I don't see it. I don't know if you see it, but I don't see it. Now, there's not a correlation between what happened in Washington, D.C. on January 6th and what happened in Russia because there is a political opponent over there that's trying to take over Vladimir Putin. And Vladimir Putin doesn't like that, being a former KGB communist. He doesn't like that. So him and any of his followers are going to be thrown in the guillotine and actually thrown in prison in Russia. Now, we're not going that far, but what are we doing? We're silencing on social media. We're not allowed to actually hear from President Donald Trump on social media in any way, shape, or form. We're not allowed to actually get together as gatherings on social media, and they break it up. We get shadow banned. I still am getting very small numbers on our Facebook live streams because, well, they don't want the messages to get out. I've broken the rules by talking about hydroxychloroquine and talking about a potentially rigged election. I've talked about very uh, controversial things, so therefore, he's not reputable. And therefore, they shadow ban you because, heaven forbid, we're allowed to express our opinions. We have something with the voice uh, with the freedom of speech until it goes against what Joe Biden and the progressive left wing Democrats want. If we say something bad about their Green New Deal packages, then guess what? We don't get the time of day. So we are doing the same thing in a little bit different light. It's a little bit more backhanded. It's a little bit more um, dark ops, I guess. In that sense, it's not full force. We're just coming to come and arrest you. It's yeah, you can have that opinion. We're just not going to let anybody see it. It's still an attack. It's a little bit more backhanded. We're doing the same thing. We are at the point with our federal government and with the Joe Biden administration and Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all the other yahoos on the other side of the aisle. We have gotten to Russia light in this country and the way the government operates. And it's kind of a concerning fact. Now, I don't take things to the extreme, as you know, because I'm the voice of reason. We try to talk about things reasonably and commonsensically. But that's exactly the point that we're at. And Vladimir Putin, uh, if he's the pit bull coming into the debate against a Joe Biden, that's going to be a pit bull against a Chihuahua. It's going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger against a Danny DeVito. It's going to be the pit bull like him going after someone who can't remember their name half the time. And needs to listen to a Skype video with his wife to remember who he is and what he's doing and what the the agenda of the day is because of the issues that he has. And that's representing the country right now. So the whole G7 summit's been a disaster. He's made a fool of himself the entire time. And as we read just a couple of days ago, the media absolutely loves it. The European Union absolutely loves it. Oh, we finally have representation from the United States we can be proud of. We finally have representation from the federal government that we can enjoy from the U.S., that we can actually work with. Because we didn't have that before. And we didn't want that before. Because Donald Trump said, no, sorry, we're not into socialism. We're not into the New World Order stuff as in big government, centralized government, United Nations, European Union. We don't like centralized government. We want each of our own things to do our own deal And we're happy with that because we're prideful as Americans. Joe Biden's 180. 
Totally 180. He's been that way his entire political career, and now it's just gotten worse, the fact that he's being used as a puppet for other political agendas or for the ones that are at bay, which are the far, far left agenda. But as they get ready to square off, I don't know what's going to come of this meeting between Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden. Probably not a whole lot. And Biden's going to come out and say, well, we made this great deal. We had this great, wonderful chat. It's going to be awesome. We're going to start getting along. And what it really means is Vladimir Putin bullied him, intimidated him, and walked all over him. Because, again, Joe Biden can't complete a sentence, let alone try and stand up against someone like Vladimir Putin. Uh, What you do against a bully is you stand up to bullies because bullies don't like to be stood up against. And that's what Donald Trump did for the last four years against Kim Jong-un in North Korea, against uh, Xi Jinping in China, against Vladimir Putin in Russia, against Iran, against all the other nations where they thought they could bully us under the Obama administration. And now we have Obama except for not even a cool Barack Obama. He's not even the guy that can sit back and put his feet up on the White House desk and smoke a cigarette and be really cool. He's the guy that just can't remember his name. We're at the Barack Obama level again, but worse. And that's a concern to me as we start trying to go through all of these different foreign affairs and trying to work with these other nations that have been waiting for a slip in the crack in the uh, in the foundation for the American con- uh, for the country and for our values and for what we're standing for and what we're trying to do. And guess what? They found it. And that crack is right there at the head of the nation, right at the peak that's supposed to be leading the charge. I'm a little concerned about this quote-unquote battle or this duel or this hard conversation between Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to have a fun day against Danny DeVito at the end of the day on this one. Got to take a break. we got a lot to get to here on The Voice of Reason for a post-Monday celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. 
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I got a little worked up in that last segment. I'm sorry. Got a little worked up. Welcome back into the... No, I'm not sorry. What are you talking about? Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Thanks for hanging out today on a post-Monday celebration the way we do each and every day. Excited to talk to Kathy Barnett. I haven't talked to her in a while, really since the election stuff. So we'll get her back on the program here in just a little bit. Uh, I started off the show with the story about workers in the U.S. are among the most stressed in the world. Why? U.S. workers are some of the most stressed employees in the world, according to Gallup's latest state and global workplace report, which captures how people are feeling about their work and life in the past year. We're talking about the past year. Now, I would say that most people are stressed, I think, more of not being able to work over the past year with COVID as opposed to being stressed at work, or maybe some of the duties have been put onto them in some degree, but I, I, I want to challenge this. I almost want to challenge this. Now, are there people that really hate their jobs? Sure there are. We've gone through an industrial revolution where there were a lot of individuals that were just like, hey, you know what? I got this job at the factory. I'm just going to stay here the rest of my life. I can get a good pension plan. I'm good. Well, what are you going to do with your life? I don't know. I'll go to the bowling club and stuff. But now we've shifted that quite a bit in society to where my generation, the millennials, the younger generation, we don't go to clubs a whole lot. They don't go to the weekly bowling club. They don't go to the weekly get-together PTA meeting to talk about things. They don't. Do, my, my generation doesn't do that. Now, I enjoy some of that on occasion. I don't go to that stuff a whole lot. My generation especially does not go to that thing. Those types of meetings are going dead. If they want to, it's a group chat on Facebook, and that's how we have that meeting. Hey, guys, just to let you know we're doing this, your thoughts? Do a little poll on Facebook or on Twitter. That's the kind of groups that we have. Uh, So because my generation, they want to do things that they enjoy. I worked really, really hard to get into radio for a long time. I was working, I was doing night classes at the broadcasting school from 6 to 10 o'clock at night. I lived an hour and a half away up in the mountains, in uh, away from the school. So I would get done at 10 o'clock at night, drive an hour and a half up to the mountain. I would get a few hours of sleep, and then I was interning in the morning at a radio station where I had to be there at 7 a.m. That was two hours away, so I had to get up at 4.35 o'clock. So I only got like four hours of sleep. I would drive down. I would do the show prep, do the show. I worked a construction job during the day, and then I went to class again at nighttime. And that happened three nights a week uh, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I was exhausted, but I did that because I did something I enjoyed. Was I stressed at the time? Sure, I was stressed. But I wanted to do what I wanted to do, which was radio and which was broadcasting, radio and TV stuff. Uh, So I enjoyed that. My generation, more so than any other generation before, does jobs that they enjoy And we've read numerous different studies about how they actually would take a pay cut to work at a place where they feel more comfortable in their environment as opposed to actually having a not-so-friendly work environment with a boss that harps on them or crappy co-workers or whatever. Uh, They would rather not work in that environment even if it pays more because my generation's all about the feel-good stuff and want to be happy, and they're the ones who just are totally free loosey-goosey, which I don't get. Hey, I'm just going to go do a travel around the world next week. Wait, what? Don't you have any savings for, like, your retirement? Ah, worry about the savings and stuff. We got a safety net called Social Security. That'll take care of that. I'm going to go on a trip around the world because I need to experience, man. I mean, that sounds nice, and I would love to do something like that, but I guess I'm a little bit on the uh, older end of the mature spectrum where I'm just like, I, I'm scared to death. Like, I need to work. I need to pay off the debt. Got to save up for the savings account. Got to save up for the retirement. And then maybe I'll get to enjoy when I retire if I'm not dead. Or if I'm still doing a radio show and can never get away from the program. I don't know. One way or the other. So I'm I'm really challenged on the number of workers that say they feel stressed on a daily basis. 
According to CNBC, some 57% of U.S. and Canadian workers reported feeling stressed on a daily basis, up 8% points compared to the year prior, which was 43% who felt uh, globally that they were stressed on a daily basis at work. Now, I guess there's a difference between like not liking your job and just feeling stressed. Am I stressed a lot of the time at work? Sure, I'm stressed. There's a lot of things I have to do. I have a timetable and a crunch time to do it, but I enjoy it. So am I stressed sometimes? Yeah, but at least I enjoy it still. Are some people, are they differentiating? I wonder if that's in the poll or not, or if just like, oh, you feel stressed? Oh, you're stressing yourself too much. You need to leave that job. If that's the case, that's a little crazy kind of poll, isn't it? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It goes my way too fast. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show for a post-a-Monday celebration. I still can't get over that story we just read about the most stressed workers in the world. Like, U.S. workers are among some of the most stressed in the world. 54, 57%. Then we even look at between the men and women. Women have a higher rate of stress at the workplace in U.S. and Canada compared to men, 62 to 52. So that's kind of interesting as well, showing the lasting impact of gendered expectations for caregiving. So now I think there's a deviation here between actually like being concerned about the workplace issues and the stress in the workplace as opposed to life stress. Like, are you stressed about life because you're trying to pay the bills? You're trying to worry about COVID. You're trying to take care of the family. You're trying to take care of the kids. Trying to, I mean, that's now that's different. I can see us being stressed about those things. We have a government that's making inflation very, very uh, a major issue for us every single day. We have some deeper problems we need to address in society that makes life for working Americans just a little difficult. I'm not talking about that kind of stress. We have Joe Biden as president for crying out loud. You want to talk about stress? He's going up against Vladimir Putin in the next day or so to talk about the G7 issues, and that's a problem to me. I'm a little concerned. Welcome back into The Voice Reason, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Stumbling through a radio program like Joe Biden at the G7 Summit. (laughs) See what we did there? I'm excited for our next guest. She is still one of my favorite guests that we have on the program whenever we get a chance to talk with her. And as you know, she was a uh, candidate for Congress in the state of Pennsylvania. Now she has officially announced her run for U.S. Senate. Super excited about it. She's also author of the book, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. Super excited to have back on the program with us here, Kathy Barnett. Kathy, how are you, my friend? 
I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me back on. Oh, it's always good to talk to you. I appreciate you coming back on. First off, congrats on the announcement for the run in U.S. Senate. That's big news. And uh, I love the fact that there are so many Republicans all over the nation that are gearing up for the midterm elections next year already. I mean, the fact that we're a year and a half out and we see announcements, that to me shows that there is a movement and a, a growing uh, energy in the Republican base, even in off political seasons, that I don't think Democrats will be able to match next year. I mean, I, I absolutely believe so. I believe, you know, coming out of last year, a lot of Americans are just looking around and saying, what in the world is going on yeah. with our nation? I often think about that Edmund Burke's quote the only thing that is necessary for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. And I believe for far too long, good people have been just kind of living their lives, right? Uh, paying their bills, going to work, uh, trying to pay, uh, trying to send their kids off to college, just, just living our lives. And we've determined many years ago that politics is toxic, it's evil, it's ugly, and we just don't want to be bothered with it, right? We just want to live our lives and go on our vacations. But while we've been doing that, we've created a void in our political system. And that void has been filled by some of the most desperate and ridiculous people and policies. And I believe so many Americans are waking up to the reality that our nation is in trouble. Yeah. Uh, it is being unraveled by in, in every in. Think of an issue. We're being unraveled. Our nation is on fire. And I believe the reason why we're seeing so many Americans, you know, and, and Americans like myself, um, just average Americans who are looking around and saying, what in the world is going on and what more can I do for my country? I think we're going to see more of that. Well, I think we are going to see more of that. We've, and we've been seeing that for the last few years. President Donald Trump brought out a movement of just average Americans saying, I want to do something. I can do something. Trump being the outsider, being the non-politician, walked in, was able to win an election and was fighting it back against the establishment, the elites, the, the, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, out of Washington, D.C. He was fighting against the status quo that so many people in this country absolutely loved. And that started a movement. We saw people run for Congress and for elected offices all over the country in their own states <laughs> yes. that had never been in politics before because you know what he yeah. started that movement and then when it was uh, whether it was stolen whether it was just bad election whatever the case is on whatever people believe i mean that i think rallied and shook the cage for more individuals to get even more engaged in what they were previous which i mean that's your story as well isn't it it is. I mean, you know, this political system, this political machine, and I'm not talking about a particular party, I'm just talking about the overall machine, it is made for very wealthy and very influential people. Now, when I was, you know, coming up and making friends, I made friends based on whether or not I liked the person. Uh, but many of these people who are in this pool of elites, they make friends with the thought, one day I'm going to call you to write out a max check for me, right? $2,900 check for me. But that's not the overwhelming majority of us. Again, the overwhelming majority of us are just trying to live our lives. For me, you know, I mean, I come from, I come from a place of so many deficits in my life. I grew up very impoverished on a pig farm in southern Alabama. I grew up below the bottom rung of the economic ladder. I grew up in a home with no insulation, no running water, an outhouse in the back and a well on the side. So for me, throughout life, you know, I'm trying to claw my way up from up underneath a rock. 
I'm just focused on the basics and trying to play catch up in so many regards. And most of the people that we are picking from, um, who who the who the system tells us or the or the pool of people we can select our leaders from, these are generally very wealthy and very influential people. I don't know if you remember back in 2016, they were telling us it's Hillary's turn. Well, it, she's coming out of that pool. And the reason why so many people on the right and the left lost their minds when Donald Trump stepped up, it wasn't because he wasn't wealthy or influential. It was because he wasn't, he wasn't from their little sanctioned pool of people that we, the American people, could select from. Yeah. And that is the reason why they wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, by the grace of God, I mean, we have received so much favor. Uh, doors are opening primarily because the people are recognizing that they want something different. And that's what we're offering. Yeah, no, absolutely. A different perspective, a different view, and not the same old, same old. I mean, obviously, people are upset about the rules applying for, to us, but not to elected officials. We've been seeing that going on forever. Now we see the suppression of conservative ideas on social media. And yeah. if you, you know, still stand for Trump, then you're obviously some kind of radical, or you're a white supremacist, or you're some kind of racist, or I mean, uh, the just the name calling, the just the boxing in of identity politics it drives me absolutely nuts and i think people are just sick of it it is it's too much we don't want to deal with that and people are getting angry you know what, my, my, my Spanish friends, they invited me to a room of about 300 um, Hispanics, and they taught me a new word, jabasta ya, enough, it's mm. enough. Everywhere we look, it's just craziness, right? When Donald Trump was in office, the previous administration, it was as if adults had entered the room again, and things made sense, right? We talked about America interests first. Why wouldn't we want America's interests first? Certainly China and Russia want their interests first. So we had adults who were talking about, you know, America energy independence and how that we became exporters of, of energy, um, or when people weren't, or when NATO wasn't paying their fair share, or well, we demanded that they do it. We had adults in the room, people who were having reasonable conversations, and the American people, for the most part, we could follow along with that because it was logical. Today, we're living in an upside-down world where nothing really makes sense anymore, where we have this Marxism that is now teaching our children critical race theory. And somehow, this is good. (laughs) I have no idea, as a black woman, I have no idea how teaching someone to be obsessed with my color is good. I have my white brothers and sisters who have told me, Kathy, I have never thought so much about the color of a person's skin as I have this year. Because now, all of a sudden, when I walk into the room, that's the most important thing that everyone should know, right? And to be honest, the color of my skin is perhaps the least interesting thing about me. It's a very important part of, yeah. of my development and how I see the world. Um, it has given me a particular perspective that I do not believe I would have had I not been black. Uh, but it is not the most important thing about me because our country, although not perfect, there is no one running a close second. And our nation has been a nation that has constantly been on the path towards improving. We're not perfect, but you always see America 
striving for perfection. Even when our founding fathers came up with the Bill of Rights, it wasn't because or the Declaration of Independence. They weren't saying these things because they had obtained it, but it was as if they were pushing the bar just a little bit out of their reach where they would have to tiptoe in order to obtain it. That is the course of America. It's not that we've been perfect and have gotten everything right, but we are a nation that is constantly moving forward. For example, we are a nation that no longer has slavery. However, you look at China, there are over 3 million Uyghurs who are slaves because that nation does not progress. They are more regressive. It's all about power and control for them. Look at the Middle East. Yeah. Women, you know, in Turkey, women used to be free and be able to walk around and be able to walk around outside by themselves. Today, look at them. They're regressive. They're not progressive. But in America, we're constantly improving ourselves. But according to CRT and so many other things, we're supposed to ignore all of that. And we're supposed to feel as though we're right back in 1863 and that I'm a slave again. And I'm not a slave. I reject that. Well, amen to that. You said it so beautifully. We're supposed to be progressing in the real way, not in the progressive agenda, because they're regressive, and we're seeing that in the policies already. It's Kathy Barnett, barnettforsenate.com. Barnettforsenate.com is the website. Make sure go and check her out, sponsor her, support her, uh, uh, get her into office, because, Kathy, we need you in that seat. Kathy, it's always great to talk to you. We're out of time, my friend, but let's get you back on the show again real soon. Will do. Hey, Hey, always a pleasure. We love having you on the program, and good luck with that race. We'll continue to follow that one. As it gets closer, barnettforsenate.com. I love it right there. Should be the slap in the face to every progressive trying to promote the critical race theory, trying to promote this progressive agenda of identity politics. You heard it right there. Lots more coming up on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. 
You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Just about over today for a post-Monday celebration. It goes by way too fast. Thanks again to Kathy Barnett coming on the program. Barnettforsenate.com as she's running in the state of Pennsylvania. That's a major state that we need, as you know, in the last election. Kind of a swing state, kind of an important one. And she had some issues with some voter fraud problems in her district running for Congress and now running for the U.S. Senate. So, Good luck to her. I'd really love to see her in there. That would be so awesome, and we'd love to get her on the program if she does become a senator. Um, so we'll stay up on that race as it gets a little bit closer as well. But I love Kathy Barnett. See that right there, right there. The conservative idea is not caring about identity politics. We got to remember, and this is maybe where the miscommunication happens on the left side of the aisle when it comes to identity politics. Look, who you are is a part of you, your skin color, your heritage, your background, whatever, uh, however you want to look at it in that sense. It is a part of you that makes up who you are, but it's not you. It's not you. That is not your entire identity. You're not just a black voter. You're not just a Hispanic person. You are not just a white person. You're not. That is part of your heritage based on where you came from, which means you have a lot to offer uh, to about music or with food or with religion or with lifestyle or with how you do things. I mean, you have something to offer from those traditions, from your background and your heritage, but that's not you. That's not just who you are. And I don't think the left quite understands that concept because to them, that's they need to simplify things because they like control because they're narcissists. And yes, I am talking about everybody that that really votes in a progressive left-wing socialist agenda. They are narcissists because they truly believe that they should have control because they can do better than what you can. And therefore, they are better than you. And therefore, they need to control you. That's their entire mindset. Every left-wing progressive elected official with a D in front of the name and some with an R and even an I, Bernie Sanders, um, that believes in socialist ideals, believes that they have the answers that you can't figure out. So therefore they need to dictate it and micromanage you in the private sector because they know better than you. They're narcissists. They're sociopaths and they're narcissists. And I know because I've seen them in my life. (laughs) So you need to be careful when you go down that road with them. But that's the way they see you because they have to break you into a certain box to understand you. So if you're a black conservative, a female black conservative like Kathy Barnett, then that breaks the mold for them. They don't quite understand how to manage you because, well, you're conservative, so you're thinking differently. But no, 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 you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be for the social programs. You're supposed to be for the government centralization. supposed to be for more government control over things. You know, you're supposed to just go down this road. And when you say no... The system begins to break and crumble because it doesn't quite know how to input that type of message for an output. It kind of screws up the whole mathematical formula on the other side of the aisle. For example, Joe Biden has come out now and said that they're beefing up the military because they want to fight uh, threats against the United States. Now, what do you think those threats could potentially be? Are they Iran and Afghanistan and Hamas? I mean, they are, but not to Joe Biden a whole lot. Yeah, they're there, but they're not a big deal. That's all right. Whatever. Is it Russia? Obviously not. He's meeting with Vladimir Putin now and going to be like, hey, please just, you know, tell us what you want and we'll make it happen. and We'll pay for it and you can control us. It's cool. You know, is it China? Eh, 
North Korea? Well, it's not those. No, the big issue now, according to news.trust.org and Fox News has run this story as well with the announcement from Joe Biden, is the big threat now that the military is trying to beef up for and prepare for is white supremacists and militia groups. Because after, obviously, January 6th with 100 people out of a 200,000 crowd, that obviously means that all of the Trump supporters are ready for an uprising and we're ready for this big type of anarchy and we're ready for a civil war and we're ready for all this other garbage because of Republicans and conservatives and white supremacists and militia groups. So, therefore, the Biden administration has now said that that's their main focus is to take steps against white supremacy and militia groups. Now, Let's divide those two for just a second. Militia groups, you actually, as we mentioned on the show many times before, you have the right to be in a state militia because even in the Second Amendment, you can have a well-regulated militia that's through the state. So therefore, you can have a private militia that is sanctioned by the state government and that you're allowed to partake in. Are they closely monitored? Sure, they're closely monitored. They're there to help, but they're there because you have a right to do so. As for the white supremacy... I'm curious on where you're seeing all these white supremacists. Now, I know you've tried to vaguely widen the broaden and broaden the terms of white supremacy to any white person in power or any white person that supported Donald Trump in some way, shape or form, which is stupid. But that's the way you've done it. Uh, but I don't, I'm wondering where the white supremacy uh, supremacists are. In fact, according to USA Today, they were up in arms that white supremacists have climbed by 7 percent by a total of number of hate groups with members up to 1,000 in the nation. Now with a population of 330-some-odd million people and 1,000 hate people in the country, I think we're safe. But that's the media and that's the Biden administration taking arms against you because they consider you a white supremacist and a militia member if you support anti-government rhetoric from the Biden administration. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.